Okay, yeah, this is the vibe of the day. Welcome back to HCM Interviews. My name is Cy Williams, and I'm the editor and publisher of High Canada Magazine, Psychedelic Canada Magazine, and High Europe Magazine. It is my pleasure to bring you part two of our Robert W.E. Laurie interview. This time around, we talked to Robert about all things going on in 2022 and his accomplishments in 2021 and, you know, going back into his career. Robert is the president of Ad Lucem Law Corporation, 10 years in the legal profession. He was, you know, that Robert was also a solicitor to the Supreme Court of England and Wales in 2006 and that he completed his solicitor training at Ashurst LLP before being called to the BC Bar as a barrister and solicitor in 2011. That was following the completion of BC Law Articles at Borden, Ladner, Gervais, LLP in Vancouver. So, uh, Robert, so great that you've joined us. I I was wondering, Robert, what were some of your greatest accomplishments in 2021 and, uh, and basically in your career? Check out. To see them. In fact, David Malmo Levine, 
uh, invited me in the early stages of some of that production. But I've been a fan of Bob High's work probably since the first time I yeah walked in and saw that incredible picture that he did of the um, oh goodness uh, bicycle day that <laughs> that, that was hung behind Chris Bennett's urban shaman shop for uh, all those years. Jeez. I think that's his best work. He's got tons of amazing work that I've actually seen through my association with Don, and I do have to give a huge shout out to Don and Carol. Oh, because man. none of us would be, and they definitely are worth, should have been worth mentioning earlier. Because in addition to, to, you know, Dana and Mark Emery, you have to remember Dakini and uh, That's the right. role that they played with, again, supplying and being a part of the early Compassion Club. So again, I don't think a lot, a lot of us would be here, certainly the lawyers wouldn't be here, you know, without the work that these folks have done and the trails that they have played. Oh, so 100%. Work with them and speak about them and consider them you know, personal friends and having you know gone to battle with them, uh, it forges a relationship one way or another, and to see them succeed in the legal market after all the debts that they've had to pay in order to advance the um, the movement is it's 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 wonderful. I mean, you, you, it's good to see good people finally getting uh, getting 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 what they deserve in the legal market. Oh, one hundred percent. For our listeners and those of you who don't know, Don and Carol just opened their second legal shop in. Vancouver on the Kingsway. So Weeds is back in the legal market and they are thriving. And what an and amazing. Other, oh, just some other quick highlights is that I, I, I obtained the very first temporary use permit for a dispensary, which, again, not counting the BC Compassion Club and Vicks and, you know, BC or Victoria Cannabis Buyers Club, this was yes, the first. Good. A temporary use permit that I was able to get for a dispensary in the interior, and um, this was two years before legalization. So again, I look at that as one of the earliest paths to quote-unquote legalization, which happened two years before the Cannabis Act. So that, and having been asked to be a member of the Nanaimo Municipal Cannabis Task Force, which was, again, really great experience to work with Philippe Lucas, who was with Tilray at that time, as well as with the RCMP, Vancouver Island Health Authority, and the school district on at least advocating and presenting arguments for sensible land use and zoning and distance. And uh, I guess the third is being a lawyer that's qualified and licensed in both uh, England and Canada. I did my, my law schooling at Oxford and then qualified in London before coming home, um, is that I'm starting to do and or have been doing a lot more work internationally as a consultant. So in addition to legal services, I have been remaining relevant in both cannabis and psychedelics by providing consulting advisory services and coming soon um, I've made the decision to also move my practice more into the mediation alternative dispute resolution uh, side of things because given what I know about cannabis and how these deals tend to work and more than more than more than often they don't um, and by virtue of being who 
plant medicines. I think it's been, it's helped me to balance out and round out the picture. And, you know, to sum up with respect to, you know, what, with, with, uh, with, with what I'm proud of is, again, being a lawyer that enables me to provide legal counsel to folks on all sides of the industry. At the end of the day, I have my professional obligations and rules of, of conduct. But, you know, again, lawyers, when I wear my lawyer hat, we are able to owe clients duties of confidentiality and undivided loyalty, which, at the end of the day, I may not be able to do the work due to the nature of it, but I'm certainly able to point people in the right direction and provide clarity as to their situation so that at least their next move, they're informed as to the consequences, the risks, and the challenges. And at the end of the day, I can't solve all problems, but I certainly can, can can provide clarity as to where where individuals stand. And I'm sure there are very few individuals out there that have your level of expertise or been in the cannabis industry uh, as long as you have been, and uh, you know have, have worked on some pivotal projects and cases uh, around legalization. And yeah. uh, so, Robert, this issue we're talking a lot about. Uh, people, companies, initiatives, things we're looking forward to uh, in the cannabis space in 2022. Now, someone uh, who's very, very, very involved in the cannabis space in Canada and in the EU and in the U.S., what are you looking forward to? What are you paying attention to in 2022? That's an excellent question, and thank you for asking. And, uh, you know, yeah, cannabis is something that, you know, every day it's my job, and all due respect, I think 2021 was really just an extension of some of the advancements we saw in 2020. And, you know, to start with, with cannabis re- being recognized as an essential service was a game changer. I just know from myself, from appearing at municipal hearings and trying to convince, you know, board of variance members or city councillors, etc., the fact now that you can lead off with the cannabis has been deemed an essential service. For you know X, Y, and Z reasons is again it's been game changing with respect to being able to persuade uh, members of government and regulators, and that in itself has led to loosening of some of the restrictions. You know we're seeing more delivery, and I only expect that trajectory to grow. Right, given that we're now into the third year technically of this pandemic, um, where there's been so much change with respect to how do we access goods and services. In the legal market, I think we're going to just end up seeing all the other methods of how cannabis reaches clients um, that you see in the illicit market. And again, this is this other, I think, point to bear in mind that the black market, illicit market, isn't really going away, and it hasn't. It's just it's operating in isolation, servicing folks that know how to access that, and those numbers seem to be rising, just as in the legal market, you have you know numbers and clear winners and market leaders, and people participating, which is all good, but until the government figures out and recognizes that the only way it's going to really win and benefit everybody and not put, for example, British Columbia or Ontario or any of the provinces themselves at an uncompetitive disadvantage, I think major change and overhauls will be needed. And so that 
for Canada. Unfortunately, I think it's just really going to be more of the same. And um, I don't know. This market has been in trouble since 2019. Well, thank you, Robert. That was so great that you were able to talk to us about the, some of the, your greatest accomplishments and some of the things that you have going on in uh, 2022, some of the things that you have been keeping your eye on. Okay, folks, that's it for today. Thank you, Robert W.E. Laurie, for sitting down with us today and talking all things cannabis in Canada and internationally. And please tune in next week or probably tomorrow for the third part of this amazing Robert W.E. Laurie interview. Uh, thanks for joining us, and I'll see you later.